This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by bentoria.com. That's B-E-N-T-O-R-I-A dot com. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm Lord Hillsborough and with me online, first of all, we have Victoria. Hello there, my darling. Good evening, my lord. How Good are evening. you? I'm very well, thank you, sweet pea. How are you this week? Uh, I'm not very well, actually. I'm not going to lie. Um, so if I disappear at some point, it's because I've died. Um, oh, So, yeah. <laughs> That's a happy start to the show. Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, James, how the devil are you? Oh, boy. I'm absolutely fine, to be honest. Um, I'm I'm still enjoying Guinness. What is it? Nearly a week later. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a prolonged celebration in my world. <laughs> Fantastic! And the first of our special guests this evening, we've got Terry Ibber back from uh, uh, Owls Online fame. Hi there, Terry, old boy. Good evening, young man. How are you? Uh, very lovely to have you back. All the better for hearing your beautiful tones again. And we've got a brand spanking new weaker this week. Uh, don't take offence, old bean. Uh, we've got uh, Cleggy Clark from the Copend um, Facebook group. I think this is the first time we've had a, a, a proper Facebook run. Hi there, Cleggy old bean. Good evening, my lord. How are you? Oh, I'm ecstatic to have you on. Oh, boy, thank you very much for joining Pleasure us. The first real proper, like, sort of Facebook type guy. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, right then, so let's crack on then, shall we, ladies and gents. Uh, first things first, the Charlton match. Uh, it started off a, a bit of a dull affair, really, didn't it? Oh, that first that first half wasn't great, was it? It was a bit. It was a bit of a painful first half, but it was worth it for the for the second. 
I remember thinking at, at half time, um, and I said it actually before before the game as well that it's just going to be a bit of a scrappy one goal wins it match, um, and it it wasn't it was never going to be a pretty goal. It was going to be uh, something really you know a proper scrappy horrible goal that wins it, um, and I got that one wrong because it was a walk in the park, wasn't it? Second half we were um, we were all over them. Happy with that. Absolutely. It was rather lovely, wasn't it? Um, Carlos, in his post-match, did mention that, uh, quite simply, he was asked why we start slowly. And he, he mentioned that, well, quite simply, we're just waiting for the other teams to tie themselves out, chasing us round, and then we can see our lovely, beautiful football when they're all puffed out, basically. Is that true, though? Or is it because we generally seem to start with four four two, and we're not very good when we play four four two? And then Carlos thinks, oh, I... I forgot. Yeah, we don't really do four four two, do we? And then changes it to I think it was was it four two three one that we were playing in the second half, and we win games. Yeah, we've got Atty Niu on the left wing by the end of the game. That, that says a hell of a lot. That's right. how you win games. Atty is a winger. That's how you win games. <laughs> Yeah, nil-nil without Artie on the pitch. A three-nil with Artie on the pitch. But uh, it has to be said, the first uh, goal came from a corner, and uh, it's nice to see uh, Mr. Lee's back up there, knocking him in with their head again, isn't he? Uh, There's, uh... He was told to score, wasn't he? Apparently this week, Carlos absolutely. Tom, he was always going to score that, though, wasn't he? He was. You could see the amount of space around him before he even, like, before the kick even went in. He was always going to score that. It was a great header, but it was always going to be his ball. At, at the time it went in, though, I half expected the referee giving a free kick to them because it, by the end, by the time the ball had gone in, it looked like Tom had used their defender like a ladder. He was all over the back of him. Um, but hey, I'm not not complaining. I thought exactly the same thing. I looked straight at the linesman, waited for the flag, looked at the referee, expected a red card to pop out of his pocket, didn't come. Goal given. Happy. The referee was quite relaxed, though, wasn't he, when you think about it? Like, even with uh, Fessy's celebration, which obviously we'll come to, he he didn't even book him for running into the cop. Like, he was quite... There were a few things, like, you think about Hutch in the first three, four minutes. There were quite a few things on Saturday that, had it have gone the other way, we'd have all been moaning about it now. But it's like I said before, we don't realise when it happens to us. Yeah, but Vicky, we're worse to you at Atwell, though, and he's got a history of not seeing things, especially goals. (laughs) True. (laughs) <laughs> but to be fair to him, I thought he was quite good actually. Um, as you said, he, you know, he let he let a few things go, which maybe other referees would have would have given. But then the other glaring miss that of his was that the non sending off in the dying embers of the game, because that tackle on Jack Hunt was horrendous. It was nearly murder. I didn't see it. I, I obviously sit right on the other side on the on the north stand, so so didn't see it. So did you get a better did view? The right. I'm 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 further back than you, James. I sit, you know, way behind you, but and so obviously it was still on the other side of the pitch. Right. But there was, there was no way on earth it was anywhere near the ball, and and it would. To be honest, I was quite disappointed in who it was that tackled him. It was Callum Harriet, who I thought was their their best player. Mm. And to be honest, I think he's a cracking yeah, he player. He was by a and, mile. And it just it just it was a, the the tackle of a chap who had had enough and just wanted to take the ball home and his tea were ready and it was, that were it. Yeah, it was somewhat of a, a scream from uh, from Hunt. But he's, he's not the kind of player that's going to go down easily. Hey? He's, a, he's a pretty tough chap. Uh, of course, the uh, the second goal, um, when they came in, it came off, uh, of course, who else? Atty at uh, the post and uh, Fess is running in there for it. That's something we've seen a lot this season, isn't it? Uh, players actually following in shots. We've seen it with Hooper. Atty missing. <laughs> well, Atty missing, yes. Uh, but at least when Atty is um, popping things against things, uh, that sounded wrong in all sorts of different ways, uh, we've got somebody running in to, to knock him in. There was a, a bit of a shot from Fessy in the first half that uh, sort of 
bounced around and came off the keeper. And nobody ran in for that one. I was a little bit disappointed with that. But certainly, Fessy was there again. Bless him. And how happy is he when he scores? Bless his little cotton socks. He had a great time, didn't he? He was loving it. He ran straight into the cop. Didn't look very safe. I was getting flashbacks to Leon Clark. Um, but he he enjoyed it. It looked like he was desperate for it. Um, but yeah, like we've said, it wasn't it wasn't great up until that point, uh, up until Lisa's goal. Um, but Ate did come on and make a huge difference, I've got to say. Forrest Vieri, when he scores, it's like he scored his first ever goal, <laughs> ever. And it's probably the last goal he'll ever score. And he just wants to tell everybody how much he loves them for allowing him to score that one goal in his life. I mean, there were loads of people speaking about Atty's contribution when he came on, and there's no doubt he made a big difference when he came on. But I think one person who was being sort of left behind a little was Alex Lopez, who I thought were fantastic. Some of his passes yeah, were outstanding, was. and the way he, he just moved play 10 yards further forward, where I know there were the comment about, you know, letting the other player, other team tie themselves out, but no disrespect to Hutchie, who I think is a fantastic player and has had a really good season, aside from you know, the games that he misses through injury are, you know, the, the obvious cards. Um, he, he, he seemed to, I don't, we, we played 10 yards deeper when he was on the field. And then when Lopez came on, we played 10 yards further up the field and it just helped everything. Lopez is a great player. I, I had the fortune of, of sitting, having a, a pre-Christmas Christmas dinner with Mr. Forestieri. Um, and he said that uh, Lopez was by far the best player in the club. I'm having kind of flashbacks here to um, conversations in the pub after the match, which I've kind of forgotten all about in the, in the aftermath. But I remember us kind of talking about how, how Lopez made a difference because he does come forward in the way that, that you, you, you're not used to whoever's played in our kind of defensive central role doesn't really do that, do they? Because obviously Semedo doesn't really do that. He runs around in circles. Um, Hutch does very much stay towards the back line, uh, whereas Lopez kind of did the sweeping up that he needed to do, but wasn't scared to to get forward. His main role, though, on Saturday, to be fair, Hutch's main role was sweeper, wasn't it? There was no doubt about that. That was the exact thing he'd been told before the game because he didn't look at doing anything else other than sweeping up. Um, whereas, like you said, Lopez was just, you know, he was brought on to run forwards and that's what he did. Um, but I do wonder if that's a Carlos thing. And he probably thought, yeah, maybe the sweeping up thing isn't needed. I'll I'll bring on Lopez. I mean, the other thing about Lopez were the fact that, and, and Hutch is, Hutch's passes are, are relatively safe, if you know what I mean. They, you know, they, they're not raking balls at a 30-yard cross field like Lopez can do. And, and and again, I'm not belittling Hutch at all. I think he's terrific. Um, but the difference were, instead of a five-yard pass, you've got a 30-yard pass into space that then creates further space somewhere else, which we didn't have in the first half. It was safe, sideways, or if it was forward, it was only five-yard. And I don't want us to take risks all the time, but we were doing nothing to unlock the door, for a, you know, for want of a better cliché. Um, whereas in the second half it was a ball wide into space or something a little bit different and I think Charlton struggled with it especially the longer ball and I think that's why um, Atty profited more because there was a few in the first half that were played long where Charlton eventually dealt with it but if we'd have had someone a few inches taller than Forestieri I think we'd have done better in the first half as well Can can we talk a little bit about Aidan McGeady? Because I, I got a bit of stick a couple of weeks ago for saying that 
I wasn't really sure that he was offering very much to us. Um, subsequently proved quite wrong because he went and scored a goal at Forest. But again on Saturday, I just thought that he just doesn't do enough. He doesn't look like a Premier League quality footballer to me. Um, and I'm just not sure where he fits into this team as it as it stands now. Yeah, what, what, almost, what do you guys reckon? He runs around like a youth team player, doesn't he, that's trying to find his place in the squad. Mm. And at the end of the day, he's a qualified player. He's been doing it a long time. He knows what he's meant to be doing. He's he's experienced enough at the top flight that he should be knowing where to run and when. And he does run about a bit and blame other people as if he's like an 18-year-old kid, and he's not. Um, and, yeah, I agree completely. I don't think he's up to scratch at all. I just think in the first half, um, nobody really managed... We didn't manage to get our game going at all. Um, there was no flowing movements. There were no um, consecutive passing. And I think everyone really um, were a bit surprised how difficult it was. But then it would have been interesting to see if he'd been around in the second half when we did start pushing forward. Because undoubtedly he's a good player and he does read the game very well. Um, I just think it was probably a good time to take him off and bring on um, Big Atty. And like we've already said about Lopez. But yeah, I, I felt like the first half wasn't the right game for a player like him. And maybe the second half he might have being able to profit a little bit more. I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, um, in his last home game, I thought he was, you know, the last time we saw him at home, he were terrible. Um, there were an incident where the ball went past him no no further than five yards away from him and, and he just put his hands on his hips and sort of went, well, I'm not going to get that. And I thought, well, that's not someone who fits in our team because everybody else runs round not like a headless chicken but they all put a shift in um no you know no no one more there's a forest the area is the perfect example of that but on saturday i thought like you said vic he does run round a lot or he look he runs around a lot more and there's no doubt he's got skill but he's just too in and out there's no there's no happy medium if you like he's 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 either on it or it's missing and unfortunately, at this point in time, we need people who are having a decent game or on it all the time. And with the rest of them, I think we've, re- we've more or less got that. Things are never going to be perfect either, let's face it. We're following Sheffield Wednesday, boys and girls. Crikey, we have a 3-0 blinking win and we're all still jumping moaning about it. <laughs> uh, but no, things, at the end of the day, it was a nice time, wasn't it? Well, the second half was, anyway. Of course, uh, Mr Lopez's shot, which, um, after seeing a view from a fan in the cop, was quite clearly going rather wide, wasn't it? It was nice of Mr Barr to pop that in for us, just to finish off our day in a lovely, lovely fashion. Um, Oh, sorry, just on that subject, can I mention as well, um, a massive thank you to Charlton for playing Rod Fanny, because, I mean, (laughs) honestly, that first half was a bit dull, but I had... Oh, minutes after minutes upon minutes of fun with Rod Fanny's name. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Charlton. <laughs> do, do you know Thank what? You, do you know what? When I saw his name on the on the team sheet, um, I just, I, there, were, there were so many things I wanted to happen. I wanted him to get a red card. There were so many things I wanted to put in my match report <laughs> around the time of the month and everything. But I thought, no, I better not. It's all right, is it really? There's a great a great point where someone ran towards him in the first half. And I just turned to my weight and went, "Oh, Fanny looks stretched." <laughs> Didn't go down well oh, with the people James. sat behind us. I must admit, and I apologise, I cannot for the life remember who put this out. But there's a wonderful, wonderful tweet that said, uh, "Look, now knew who's had his hair cut. He's got Fanny all over him." 
which just looks <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I, I'm really sorry, I can't give uh, whoever treated that credit, but it was brilliant. Well done. Are we going to mention that, by the way? Because I was really, really worried when he came on. I thought it was going to be like Samson, and he was going to lose all of his power with New Hugh's little haircut. <laughs> um, and he is the reason that I've grown my hair, because I'm hoping that at some point someone's going to have a fancy dress party and I can go as Dave. And now I can't. And it's it's really sad. I'll, 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 I'll shave it off for you. Yeah. I mean, the, the beard was coming okay. on really well as well, wasn't it? I mean, you've got a good sort of growth on the chin as well, which is coming along. I know. I've been trying. But <laughs> just... <laughs> I did think when, when those two came on at half time, when um, Atty and Lopez came on, I said they're basically just carbon copies of each other now. One's just like three foot taller than the other. They just looked exactly the same facially. <laughs> Uh, right, and of course, at the beginning of the game, the team were led out by rather a special little chap, weren't they, James? Yeah, we were, and I'm, I'm hoping everyone's seen this on um, social media. There's been some some wonderful stuff um, across Twitter and even in some of the newspapers as well. This was uh, a, a young lad called Joe who um, his, his, his dad originally tweeted and said that 10 years ago um, he'd been told that his, his boy would never walk again. He'd had kind of various um, different um, kind of medical and physical issues. Um, and there we go, 10 years later, he led out Sheffield Wednesday at um, Hillsborough and uh, looked like he had you know an absolutely wonderful time. Some great photos, lovely video that's been doing the rounds on social media. Um, and just one of those really nice sort of heartwarming moments that we don't get in football very often anymore do we it's all very serious so it's you know it's it's really nice when there's something like that that can kind of make us all smile yes he's, he's an inspiration is that young man you know it, it's one of them things as you say it it warms the heart of, of of everybody we've had a few this year in terms of you know the the club embracing um you know pe- everybody really you know we've gone through a stretch and you mentioned, James, you know, it is quite hard-nosed sometimes, football. But this year, I think, certainly at Wednesday, we've, you know, we, I think we've gone a little further than we have done in the past. And I think everybody at the club deserves a round of applause. And like I say, young, the young man's just just great. You know, just to see him walking around was, was, was fantastic. Well, he jogged on, didn't he? He was loving it. He had a great time. Like, it was just... I must admit, I didn't know the story beforehand like I did with the the lad the other week who'd only got one leg and that was awful and I knew about that and that really moved me to tears. But then watching it afterwards was just... And from his dad, that was so emotional and so sweet and, you know, God bless him. What a great little lad. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Right then, ladies and gentlemen. So just before we finish off with the Charlton game, of course, we have the... uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, instigator of Honolulu Wednesday for the Charlton game with us as well, haven't we, Cleggy? Mm. Oh boy, how did that go down? Um, like a bit of a lead balloon, really, I think. Um, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm going to be honest, yeah. Um, quite a few people. Uh, I've seen a few pictures flying around of um, kids all dressed up in their little dress skirts and nice fancy tops. But I think the majority of fans, it, it passed them by. Um, which is fair enough. Maybe it's something that's been and gone. You know, we might sing about it now and have memories from away games, but perhaps home games aren't the right place for having fun. <laughs> James, did you wear your T-shirt or what? Um, I did, yes. I wore my um, palm tree T-shirt. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I, I thought it was very nice. Sure. <laughs> 
So that, that was all two of us then. <laughs> of course, if people do want to see those bits and bobs, I assume they can see those over at the, the cop end over there, Hobby. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a few uh, inflatables flying around until the stewards got older than them and popped them. Oh, boo, stewards, nasty stewards, boo. We should have got. The stewards oh. wouldn't let me have a can of, can of Impto once on the South Stand during a friendly game. So I'm not surprised they popped your inflatables. They're all. Cleggy, Cleggy, were it that steward that was stood at the side of Foresty area as he celebrated? Because them stewards at the side of him were miserable as hell. I think I think the United fans, to be honest, every one of them. A lot of stewards are no, genuinely. Like I know a couple of stewards, and they are blades because obviously on the weekends that blades aren't at home, they can work. Yeah. So you know they are a lot of them are unfortunately. I can unfortunately, understand why they're miserable yeah. then. <laughs> well, I'm miserable for them half the time. And of course, uh, after the game, um, I believe James and Victoria had a little chat with a certain boxing maths teacher, didn't you? Oh, it was before the game. It, it was before the game. Wonderful. <laughs> but I tell you what. Um, so this is a guy who um, you may well follow on Twitter. A guy called Daniel Slaney, um, who is uh, a boxer as well as his day job. But oh. we'll uh, we'll let him tell you all about that. Uh, and he also made a score prediction as well during his um, interview. So um, have a listen and see how he does. This is the Wednesday week. It's not quite drunken interview time because it's uh, it's pre-match. Uh, James and Vic's here as well. Say hi, Vic. Hello. Uh, Vic's been a little bit shy, so um, she's just gonna she's gonna sit in the background, uh, and we're chatting to uh, Daniel Slaney. Daniel, for anyone that doesn't know who you are, just tell us a bit about yourself. Um, massive Wednesday fan, start off. Um, teacher and professional boxer. So two jobs. Uh, keep both keep me very busy. Um, yeah, above all though, uh, massive Wednesday fan. Uh, so we're here today for the Charlton game. Obviously, it's before before the game. Yep. Give us your prediction. What's going to happen today? Well, I've had a cheeky bet, a couple of quid on 3-0 with a, uh, a Fezzi first goal. I'm uh, not entirely sure that it'll come in. Well, I think we'll miss Bannon, but um, good shout. You know, I think uh, a good three points today. I know we've seen the Derby win, you know, prior to kick-off, but I think a good win would be uh, to keep the pressure on them and, and, you know, keep climbing, I think. So how often do you make it to the game? Um, not as often as I'd like, you know, wet training on uh, Saturdays obviously gets in the way uh, quite a lot. Um, at least at least once a month, you know, once every two or three weeks usually, uh, and get as often as I possibly can. I miss a lot of the midweek games, obviously, through work and, uh, and evening trainings, but it's just nice to get here as often as I can. Just, it's good to feel part of it. It's been, it's been a great season, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely superb. Um, and I think at the beginning of the season, as we, we saw Carvajal come back in, you know, come in, you know, take control, uh, take control, take charge. I think we were all a bit unsure, but it's uh, it's turned into a dynamite season. I just think we've got to keep keep going. Heads are in the right, for, you know, in right frame of mind, and they're pushing on. And let's just uh, see where we end up. So, school teacher and boxer, yeah. how how do they work together? Um, well, with great difficulty. It's just um, yeah, it's a challenge. It really is a challenge. But I managed to get my training in the morning before work, work, and then home and straight to the gym. So um, yeah, it's tough. The kids support me though, which is nice, and I've got. I've got a good team around me at uh, the Den LC in Barnsley, and they uh, they really do support me. So it's just it, it's nice, but it is tough. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, it is tough. But we uh, manage the best we can. And you've got a fight coming up soon, is that right? That's right. Yeah, 14th of May at Doncaster Dome. Um, it's gonna be nice to be to be back in my hometown of Doncaster again. I only fought uh, three weeks ago, today. Um, so yeah, straight back in another eight weeks. It's eight weeks from today, so it'll just be good to get in and get hopefully get another win under the belt. He made me and my mum very, very happy. <laughs> At the same time? Oh, get you. <laughs> Sadly, yes. 
My dad actually left. I know this has been said on social media before, Victoria, but has he made the list? He is the list. There's right? just there one name on the list. nobody else. That's it. That is it, right? I am single and ready to mingle. He is the list. That's it. Oh. Good. Unfortunately, he's not. Um, <laughs> but, hey, how a girl can dream. Protect yourself, Daniel, old boy. Protect yourself. Get that guard up. You don't <laughs> want this one coming after you. And especially, not a mother. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Jeeves, we're going to need some more equipment. Then you need to speak to Oddballs, a speciality. What the? Oddballs, a speciality dealing steel, food, and engineering equipment. Where's that voice coming from? We offer great deals on all types of equipment and can include dismantling, delivery, and erection anywhere in the world. Did he just say erection? We can also buy your surplus equipment or sell it on commission. With over 30 years' experience, let us achieve the best deal for you. Where can I find out more of Voice in the Sky? Go to www.bentoria.com You heard him, folks. Jeeves, get a broom. Uh, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on with the, the scant bit of Wednesday news we have. First of all, Mr Westwood hasn't been included in the Island Squad. Um, now, of course, it's an awful shame for Mr Westwood, but are we secretly a, a little bit pleased just because we're Wednesday fans? Like a it. little bit, a little bit. It's quite nice to know that that's one injury we don't have to worry about, isn't it? As as bad as that is, it is one thing that we think, oh, at least Westwood's going to be okay. Because obviously we've got Poodle and uh, someone. Bannon. Bannon. Yes, of course. Bannon. Um, so we've got those two that we have got to worry about. And they are, if we if anything happened, heaven forbid, you know, they are a huge loss. Um but Westwood, it's quite nice to know that he's going to be okay. You're going to have two weeks off, feet up. In uh, the gym, in drinking the gym. protein and stuff. Yes. Yeah, in massage. Now, I, I'm not usually this chap, and I apologise in advance, but Mr Westwood's lovely, lovely young lady, uh, I, I would have a lovely two weeks off there. <laughs> Is she as nice as Jack Hunt's lovely young lady? Because I think I'm in love with Mrs Jack Hunt. Oh, you're just in love with everybody this week. Oh, you. I know. Good I lord. Time your passion, woman. Good lord. <laughs> Spring couldn't come soon enough for you. Jack Hunt's missus and Daniel Slaney. There we go. <laughs> Mrs. Hunt's missus has probably got a limerick that doesn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, uh, another bit of sort of international news is that uh, Mr. Wildsmith has been called up for the 21s, which is brilliant, isn't it? Good experience for him. He's not playing many games, is he? Not playing first-team games, which he probably would be under different uh, scenarios, perhaps. But, yeah, get him in the England team, let him uh, have a knockabout with a few. Prima Donna, one of these, um, and then he can come back to Hillsborough. Shoulders back. Yeah, good for him. I'm happy. Well, the thing is about him, we've said it before, is when he came in, like when any, when any young keeper comes into any side, normally you'll get people going, oh, God, is he going to be able to cope? But... You know, hand on heart, I can say if if Westwood were to get injured, and I hope he doesn't, because he's great. If he did, I think we all know that Joe can step in and do just as good a job because he's fantastic. And look how young he is as well, and he's ours. He's one of us, which is just fantastic. So for him to get an accolade is even better. Oh, absolutely brilliant, brilliant news. Um, right, speaking of the the youngsters, um, young lad, obviously in the development squad, Lewis Price. Who I'm sure we've all seen and heard before. He has got a nomination for um, goal of the season, I believe it is. Goal of the month, mate. The goal of the month. Uh, I'm not having a good night tonight, am I? 
Loser. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you pop over there to the League of Football Education website, or LFE for short, you can actually vote uh, for um, Mr. Price and his goal of the month. I've been reliably reformed um, <laughs> by uh, Mr. Hibban, um, which is, again, it's fantastic. All our young players, we're getting out there, the names are getting out there. Sheffield Wednesday is becoming an academy, what with Mr. Hurst and etc., etc., etc. We're really starting to get noticed, the young ones, aren't we? We had a few last season as well. Matt Penny was the one who were smacking him in from all angles. And as you mentioned, um, Mr Hurst, and he's done it again this week. He scored for the under-21s earlier this week as well at QPR. Um, yeah, it's it's great from going from, you know, back in the, I don't know, halcyon days, if you want to call it that, of Wood Beavers and John McAllister and all that, and actually getting in the team to then having no one to now having players with genuine promise again. It just proves how much the club's moved forward in, in every department. I'm, I'm just coming to terms with the fact that it's not the same Lewis Price who plays in goal. I thought it was the same Yes, player. it is rather confusing that. I must admit, the first time I thought Lewis Price um, goal for the under-21s, and I thought, hang on a minute, um, there's something wrong there. Well, you know it's not Lewis Price who's in the goal, because if you watch the video, his shirt's not, not as big as a kite. <laughs> 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 he is a little um, Pressman-esque, isn't he? No, he's not. No, he's not a big lad, though. Uh, uh, Cleggy mentioned earlier about the Christmas dinner before Christmas. I was uh, as well at the sponsor doing. I were asking Sam Hutchinson about Lewis Price and why he wears this shirt that's like a sleeping bag. And he, and he said even even the lads have a go at him and said, "Look, just get a shirt that fits." And he, and apparently he likes it. He likes them big. <laughs> the fact that he's big, he likes a big shirt, but I'm just worried. Oh, happy days. I'm, I'm just worried if it gets windy, he'll take off. <laughs> well, that's why he does it. So when he does dive, a bit of wind. He <laughs> ends up in the car. In every sense. <laughs> <laughs> and please, Terry, just be careful about saying things like, he likes some big round Victoria, because that's one of her catchphrases, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so let's crack on. We've got a little bit of um, sort of uh, rumours popping about. Of course, the transfer window uh, is still open at the moment, and uh, the a couple of names have been banded around. First one, striker Kyle Lafferty from um, Norwich, former strike partner of um, Mr Hooper. Um, I mean, are we looking for another striker? Do we think this would possibly be a, a nice addition if we could uh, snag him on loan? Well, according to Leeds fans, I had a Leeds fan that tweeted me today saying, I'm glad he's going to the Wendy's rather than Leeds because you need strikers because you're not doing very well, are you? And it was the funniest tweet I've had all day. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to grit my teeth at the thought of Kyle Lafferty signing for Wednesday? Absolutely. Um, I hope, you know, if he does sign, fair enough. Carlos obviously thinks he's, he'll do a job and I hope he does really well if he does. But he's got a reputation of being a bit of a, in inverted commas, lad. And we've already had one of those. And we know what happened there. And Harry Medine. You know, so, goal machine. Yeah, something machine, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. He's, he's obviously played at international level as Mr Lafferty. And, you know, he's on Norwich's books. They obviously saw something in him. But I don't know. There's just... We, we've got... An, We've got a nice club with the right players and no little clicks and, and no, for want of a better way, idiots. Um, and, you know, he, he did an interview not so long ago um, while he was away with Ireland and, he, and there, were, there were two or three players 
on on Sky Sports, and and he ended up rolling around on the floor in the background and stuff, and made a proper prat of himself. And I'm thinking, what an idiot! So for that, you know, for that, that I reason, hope I'm not, out. Like, yeah, something like that. I for that, that reason, I'd hope he doesn't come. But if he does, I'll support him because he, you know, he's got our shirt on. But I don't like what's come before, shall we say? No, we had a, a similar sort of discussion when we were speaking about, obviously, um, Hutch and, and his interview that he had about the, the problems that he had. And, and we said that, it, obviously, there's nothing to be embarrassed about about those sorts of things because we will support the club. We have supported people like that. But you, you're quite right, Terry. I mean, we've seen it before, haven't we? Um, obviously, to the extremes of uh, Mr. Nile Ranger and obviously all the mess that happened with Bothroyd, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, of course, Mr. Medine as well. Uh, but you're quite right. It, it's a lovely place to be. All the players seem really happy. And if it's going to upset that balance, eh, is it worth it? Do we do we need him? That's the question. We've, we've just got six in our last two. And yeah, we had a little bit of a barren spell before then. But I don't think, you know, if you asked Wednesday fans, where do we where do we need to strengthen at the moment? I'm not sure there's many that would say, oh, we need another striker in. Um, I think that's one department where when you've got Zhao who can't really get a game um, and, you know, we've we've still got um, Lavery there as as an absolute backup if we, um, you know, if we do find that we've got a couple of injury problems who we know can can score goals at this level because he's done it for us before. So I just don't know whether or not we particularly, do we really need him in? And I can't help thinking as well that we must have the laziest scouts in the world because we just buy anyone that Norwich sell, don't we? Or what? Like half our teams come from Norwich. Yeah, the other half's come from Watford, yeah. yeah. Either that or, um, well, I won't say lazy, it's because it depends if you if you re- believe reports on the internet. We watch every Benfica and Sporting Lisbon game. You know, it's ev- nearly every weekend now, there's there's some sort of report from a Portuguese newspaper that we've either watched, you know, Benfica or Sporting Lisbon or Porto. But it's an interesting thing. Do we need anybody else at all? That's the thing for me. Ooh. Do we need anybody else at all? With a, with a finished article, I like it. I won't say the finished article, but I mean, in terms of, you know, the squad unity, how we're playing, I mean, you know, I think it's amazing how a couple of weeks ago we were talking about having a blip. Well, a blip is a draw at Hull, a draw at, um, a draw at Brighton and one loss. Yeah, the Rotherham result weren't a good one, but, you know, before both them away games at Brighton and Hull, would you have taken a draw? I think everybody would have snatched their hands off. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right in that in that regard. Um, I think probably the the one area where I would look at and say we could probably do with a little bit of reinforcement, or just an alternative option really, would be central midfield because I think when everyone's fit, then you know we we look pretty strong in that area. But it only takes one or two injuries or an injury and a suspension, and you start looking towards kind of McGugan. Uh, maybe another couple of players that you just wonder, are they really up to it? If there's someone that's better than than McGugan or Samido out there that's available, then we should probably um, you know try and look to strengthen there. But um, I don't think they are available. I think if they are available, they've probably already gone somewhere. Yeah, I've got no problem with loans coming in at the minute. I think compared to years gone by when all we've relied on are loan players, now what we do is we get a loan player in, we decide if they're any good. If they are, we keep them. And we buy them, and if they're not, we send them back. And I, I just think that policy at the minute that we've got is really good. Keep the revolving door going, get them in, assess them, send them back. If they're not good, I think it's win-win. Right, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, a little bit of uh, interesting news is Mr Blackman that uh, ended up popping off um, on 
to, to Derby after Wednesdays were incredibly interested in him, has been told that um, he can go out on loan. I mean, what we, we were looking at, £700,000 we were planning on spending that chap, weren't we? Or that, that was the estimated rumours, if you like. And um, Do you think he's worth a punt on loan after all that? No. Nope. <laughs> well, the, the, apparently the, the Derby fans would be very eager for him to chuff off, basically, um, which is lovely. Um, I did see a few reports that it looks like we've got scouts out in Germany as well. There's a, a young lad out there in um, the Tier 2 of the German Football League um, that's sort of stuck 17 goals in. Apparently, we're out there as well. So we seem to have a bit of a scouting network everywhere at the moment, don't we? Did I ever say that, or did you refer to it as the German League? Quite possibly. I could have referred to it. I apologise if I did. No offence was intended. <laughs> now, Chanel, answer my question. Have we turned into allo allo? We just resort to this kind of casual xenophobic racism that we end up doing every week without really <laughs> intending to. And Eddie's not even here. I can't say I've not seen this, this, this stuff about the guy from um, Germany, although I have seen various tweets and stuff that have popped up. You know, the ones that are obviously kind of titled to sort of lure you in, where it says something like, you know, Wednesday and Derby battle it out for Starlet. And you're like, nah, that's not, I'm not even going to bother clicking on that. So I'm guessing it's that. Went in the sun of something at the weekend as well, somebody said. Must I mean, be true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was in the sun. And it was Wednesday in Birmingham, James. Oh, Wednesday in Birmingham, right. Okay. Well, we should get him then, shall we? Well, I don't know. It depends if Jack McGoma can persuade him not to come to Wednesday. <laughs> Don't go there, they'll make you cry. <laughs> You'll be having Reader on your back, Colby. We all, we all got told off from Reader for, for picking on Jack McDormand, so pack it in, otherwise he'll be after you. Um, right then, Legend. So next little bit of um, Wednesday news. A bit of good news, actually. Uh, we are now officially mathematically safe from the drop, so we can all breathe just a little bit easier, can't we? I'm going to pour another drink. That's fantastic. Probably one, Terry. <laughs> yeah, I've got is one that... piece left in the fridge. Actually, I'll um, I'll get that out. Yeah, good enough is reason. Is that a celebration, really? I mean, I mean, years gone by. Years gone well, by. this is it. I mean, yeah, it... but it's not years gone by now, is it? It's 2016, it's... and we're absolute loaded. It's a measure of of 12 months, if ever there were one. Yeah. You know, this yeah. time last year, if you know, if we got told this time last year that oh, we're safe, you know. It had been. It had meant that the bottom three were really, really, really bad. Whereas now <laughs> we're just, you know, we're just completely different. And I'm yeah. just jealous that you all can celebrate, and I feel like crap. So <laughs> you've not mentioned it. Well, I, don't, I don't like to. <laughs> Have some night nurse. Oh, you're my brave little soldier, aren't you, Victoria, my darling? Uh, but no, it is fantastic. I mean, I, I for one, I know it sounds silly, obviously, after the season that we've had, but when I saw that little um, snippet of information, I just thought, ah, at least we don't have to worry about that. Uh, we just have to worry about everything else that goes along with it, don't we? For goodness sake. We, we celebrate it now. When we actually finish fourth from bottom after capitulating <laughs> in our remaining games, then we'll not be laughing. All right. Well, look, look at last year. You know, there were all them stories around going around. They're already on the beach and they've got the flip flops on and all that. That you know, mm. that story went round, God knows how many times at the back end of last season. And we we couldn't steal a win at the back end of last year. We were terrible. So I had my flip flops on on Saturday, but that was because it was apparently Honolulu. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever on earth started that nonsense? <laughs> Not guilty. <laughs> Uh, and of course, last little bit of uh, Wednesday news, so to speak, for this week is that we've been um, uh, over there in the Portuguese media. Um, they seem to have sort of cottoned on to the fact that we've got rather a lot of uh, Portuguese chaps over here at the moment. And uh, we've got a little bit of a following starting out there, haven't we? 
We have, we have. Um, I can take a bit of responsibility for this, I think. Uh, normally going to the Riverside, like the majority of us do before a game. And as most of you know, I wear a Portugal scarf that I've, uh, I bought the day after we signed Matthias. I thought, right, that's it. I'm going Portuguese. And I bought my scarf. And some lads turned up um, with a big Portugal flag, saw my scarf, we had a bit of a chat, uh, bought a few beers. We came and squeezed in at the back of the cop with us in the second half as it was nil-nil. Two minutes later, it was one-nil and then two, then three. They had a great time. Um, and yeah, good set of lads. Hopefully they'll be coming up to Sheffield again soon. But more importantly, when we get to the playoff final, I think we're going to be gatecrashing their house and stopping with them. So, yeah. <laughs> Results, well done. Thank you. And did you happen to point them in the direction of our turning Portuguese song, Ben Chance, Clay, Hobby? I didn't, I didn't, but there was a there was a picture that was taken with us all, and well, I, I had my scarf aloft, they had their flag aloft, um, and there was a bit of a song that went very similar to your "I'm Turning Portuguese." We actually started just calling them Portuguesers, so whether that's <laughs> it, but, uh, yeah, you take a bit of uh, credit for that, I think. <laughs> Uh, right then, James, I believe you've got some uh, little bits for us, Obi. Uh, just a couple of things that I've, I've noticed. Um, um, I think there's been rumours about this for a while, but supposedly the uh, the crest on the you know the entrance of the bridge on the south stand, that is finally going to be replaced with the, the new logo, which is ironic, seeing as the current logo is not even the one that's on there. It's like 20 years out of date, the, uh, the crest that's actually on the side of the building at the moment. So um, that's going to look good, isn't it? It's, it's about time that they updated that. Will yeah, you be able again, to see people that? Have been, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm on a dog walk, no, I can't see that. Um, but again, people have been moaning, saying, oh, it's so backdated, going back to this badge. But it's like I said, it looks like a proper football badge. It's yeah. quite it has, nice. It's grown on me, actually. I, I, w- I was quite critical of it at first, mainly the eyelashes. Um, but it has <laughs> kind of grown on me. And I think, you know, when you see it on the scoreboard, when it's kind of rotating yeah. around. It looks like, like a oh, it does actually badge. look quite good, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the one that we've got at the moment, or the one that we did have, so to speak, was just like an outline and just just very, very basic, very sort of like iPhone-esque. Um, but now it's like a proper old-school football badge. It's quite exciting. Like, yeah, let's Ter- embrace Terry it. Will, Terry will back me up on this with the steering group when we were sat around the table with Mr Chancery and we were talking about the crest. And he said, our current badge... He walks to work in the morning, he goes over the bridge to the south stand, he looks up and he sees a big fat owl that looks like it's been beaten too many times. And it was, <laughs> it was just it was just a great vision of him walking across the bridge, looking up at this owl and thinking, one day my son will be changing. Yeah, yeah. I like the new badge. Yeah, I think I think most people have got on board with it. I mean, I know quite a few people have gone into the megastore and bought the retro shirt with, with it on, you know, the... The original version of it on, and most people, I think, are you know quite like it now. And I think we've just we've come used to it. And the other thing that the chairman mentioned it before is the fact that have we we've not done anything with that badge really. You know, we've not been a successful club with this badge since it came in, the one that we we're getting rid of. So it, you know, we we come in with a new uh, maybe we're clutching not clutching at straws a little bit, but you know, change your badge, change your image you know, change your fortunes, maybe. I think that's the way he sees it. Definitely sees it that way. It's a rebranding, new era. This is my era, so moving forward. Fair, fair play to him, really. I think, yeah. uh, 
you know, it's, I think he did the right thing as well by announcing it when he did. Because by the time the new shirt comes out in the summer, we've all got used to it, and we've probably all kind of come round to quite liking it. Whereas if it was revealed at the same time as the shirt, it would have taken three months before anyone actually turned around and went, "Oh, actually, it's not that bad." So um, the timing and everything of it was, um, well, was spot on, really. A um, couple of the quick things from me. Um, I'm sure everyone knows, but this is more of a public service announcement. We will be on Sky again um, later on in April, the match against Derby. And I can't for the life of me remember the uh, the date of it, but it's our penultimate away game of the season, I think. Um, and that's going to be on Sky, which is um, which is exciting. Um, and, oh, Bristol City tickets went on sale on Monday. Uh, yeah, we've got a tiny allocation from them. I think they've only got three stands at the moment, haven't they, at um, Ashton Gate? So we only got something like 1,400 tickets. And as we speak now, there are 200 tickets left, which will almost certainly have been sold out by the time you hear this podcast. Um, but sure to be another good atmosphere. And... Um, Sure, I don't know if you guys agree with this with away games, but sometimes you find that when we get the lower allocations, so like, you know, 1,300, 1,400, you find that the atmosphere is better because it tends to be the kind of, you know, the more kind of hardcore group of fans that, that go away. And because you're that much more in the minority that you just kind of, I don't know, you just seem to kind of um, want to really represent your club, I guess. Yeah, I know what you mean. It it, it can be like that. Um, you know, it, it it's... Uh, certainly down at Bristol, they you know they they've done relatively well last weekend. Didn't they beating Bolton six 0 I know beating Bolton's not uh, the biggest <laughs> thing in the world, but you know they're they're not doing too badly in terms of how things were not not too long ago. Um, and I dare say we'll make a we'll make, you know the fans will make a good fist of it like we always do, and no doubt there'll be comments from the manager and the players because well I think the fans deserve it that travel up and down the country every week. Final thing from me, um, and this is this is dilemma time. So um, this is not me, but this is genuinely one of my friends who many, 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 many months yeah, ago, yeah. he he. No, this is it's true. It's not. It's not me. It's not me. Um, he um, he got this itch, and no, no, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Um, he um, <laughs> he booked a holiday, and. Didn't think about the dates of the holiday. Just knew it was after the end of the football season. Anyway, it transpires that this holiday includes the potential date of oh, the championship well, playoff final. Oh. He just big Wednesday fan. He's been to just about every away game with us this season. Uh, season ticket holder has been for many, many, many years. Um, but as it stands at the moment, he's due to be in America for the championship playoff final. What do you do in that situation? If it was you, would you abandon your holiday to go to the playoff final? Would you now be trying to change the dates of it while you still can? Or would you go away on holiday? No. What would you do? The middle one. You've got time to prepare. I'd definitely change, yeah. I'm going to France in May, and unfortunately I'll be missing the playoff semis. However, it was either that or miss the final. So I took the semis on the chin. Family holiday, be back just in time to go to Wembley. I just so, say, I just say, he's a silly bugger for booking an holiday. Come on, and that can we say that? Yeah, he's a silly bugger. I don't know who he is. Mark, say Mark. Mark just just go into summer like any other sane person. <laughs> the Wednesday week is proud to be associated with Cavendish Cancer Care. Cavendish is a Sheffield charity dedicated to improving the quality of life for people living with cancer. No one should face cancer alone, so Cavendish provides emotional support through counselling and complementary therapies. 
The services they provide are free of charge and are funded through donations. If you can help or would like to find out more information, you can go to www.cavcare.org.uk. That's C-A-V-C-A-R-E.org.uk. Um, right then, ladies and gentlemen, so that's just about going to bring us to an end of this week's proceedings. Uh, Victoria, my darling, if people want to find all of you online and find out if you're any better because you've been a brave little soldier, <laughs> how can we find you, my darling? Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Victoria1867. Fantastic. Uh, James, all being, where can we find all of the ordinals? And did we find any uh, St. Patrick's Day photos of you there, James? Uh, no. Uh, St. Patrick's Day was actually quite... Um was quite calm. It all went wrong on Friday when I went to a beer festival and bumped into Adam, who is the guy that designed our uh, recently changed or recently updated Wednesday week logo. And we proceeded to drink ridiculous amounts of um, alcohol, then bumped into some more (laughs) Wednesday fans on the beer bus, which was the bus taking people from the beer festival back into the city centre. And we got the whole bus singing Wednesday songs, apparently. I don't remember any of this, but apparently it happened. Um, yeah, and to answer your earlier question, you can get hold of me on Twitter, at James Marriott. You need a film crew following you around, James, because your life sounds fantastic. If only you could remember what the chuff was going on. There, there are some drunken photos of me and some other Wednesday fans on this beer bus uh, on Twitter. <laughs> I have no recollection of any of them. <laughs> Terry, old bean, of course, I'm sure people, um, more people follow your Twitter feeds than do anybody else's in the entire world. But if people want to find you, my old mate, where can people find that? Well, they can find me um, on the website, alsonline.com, or on Twitter, at Hoyland Owl. Fantastic. And, of course, Cleggy, old bean, what an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I know you're more of a Facebook chap, obviously, than a Twitter chap, although you are over there on both now. So, first of all, if people want to um, get hold of you over there on the Cop End group, how can we do that? Yeah, well, send us a request and um, we'll vet you. We'll look at you. We'll look at your personal photos. We'll look at your friends and family list and we might accept you. Is that why James isn't part of the Coppin Group? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, if you want to get hold of you on Twitter, Albin, how can we do that too? Twitter, at SWFC, the Coppin now, also, you're doing a bit of a, um, not so much a product in the moment, but you've got somewhat of a, a, a banner being formed, haven't you, Albin? We have. It's currently sat in my porch as we speak. It's been made. Um, I was contacted about a month ago by a chap on Facebook saying that there was a conversation going on about creating a, a banner for Mr. Chansiri. So, um, not similar to the Mandarich one. This one's much better. Um, so, yeah, we've got that. We've had a bit of a whip round on the cop end, raised £500. Um, so the remaining money will be spent on... Big flags. Um, I've had a chat with the club. They're happy with everything. I'm hoping to get a few fan-based logos on, um, including your good selves, um, Yorkshire Owls, London Owls, uh, Wednesday Eye, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so it's a nice little project that I've uh, been working on the last month. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot to everyone that's donated. Um, the guys on the cop end have been fantastic. I'd say I asked for a couple of quid, and within two weeks, I've got £500. So. Very good. I, I think you should spend the rest on buns and cakes. Or muffs. Get oh. a muff. oh. I've, I've been in trouble for spending money on muff in the past. <laughs> <laughs> 
just said that, didn't I? Sorry. Haven't we all? Oh boy. Even Victoria. Especially Victoria. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, if you want to go with me over there uh, on the Twitter, you can do that at Lord H. Um, unfortunately, I'm not allowed on Facebook um, because, uh, quite simply, they don't seem to believe that I'm a Lord. So when you pop in Lord Hillsborough, they say, no, 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 no. Um, so hence my sort of non-showing on Facebook, so you can blame Facebook for that. Um, of course, if you want to go to the podcast over there on Twitter, you can at TWWcast. We are on Facebook with uh, Mr. Rich Davis doing a fantastic job at Dickie L. Again, doing our social midridge over there as well. Of course, you can see us on iTunes, you can see us on um, YouTube, you can see us on Mixcloud, which we've not mentioned for a while, and all the usual places as well. Ladies and gents, it's been a pleasure as always. Be good. Be safe. And we'll see you real soon. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody happy? Give me, a, give, me, give me about 30 seconds. I've just got a wandering child coming to the dining room with me. Ah, oh, bless. Is it a child that you know of? Or just... <laughs> well, yeah. Open door policy. No, not no. <laughs> not anymore. No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> not after last time. There you go, you're safe now. <laughs> First of all, um, Mr. Wild Smith um, has not been included in the Ireland squad, which I think we're a little bit surprised about. But wait, secretly, wait, 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 wrong keeper, wrong nationality. I'm not surprised at all that Wild Smith's not been called. <laughs> I haven't either. It's, it's shit. <laughs> Why is it always me on the outtakes? Why is it always you? And obviously, Carlos has got. You know, uh, eyes out there. He, he, he's going to do, but um, I, I just. Are you think... doing your washing? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I am. Well, no, I'm not. The washer is. Kyle Lafferty from um, Norwich, uh, of course, former strike fighter of former strikes part. Oh, fuck's sake. <clears throat> <laughs> That Mr. Blackman, who obviously we were very interested in signing, and ended up popping off to to Bolton. That would be Derby then. Uh, Derby. <laughs> <laughs> It's not really your night, is it? It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later! And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.